Hey everyone, just a quick housekeeping preamble. We are aware of some volume and general voice quality issues in the first couple episodes. Uh, in the future, mics were upgraded, filters were added, and in general, podcasting skills were improved. Uh, thanks for checking out My First Anime, and please enjoy the first episode. Welcome to the inaugural episode of My First Anime. I will be the, I guess, moderator. Uh, my name is Chris Bailey. I'm joined by... Uh, Salvador Sanchez, also known as Monkey. And uh, Anthony Vaughn. So, I guess the general conceit of how we're going to do this. Um, let's go around. We'll start with me. Then we'll hit Sal and over to Anthony on our, I guess, experience with anime. Uh, for me, just real quick, I... Grew up on things like Digimon, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Yu Hakusho, basically whatever was on Cartoon Network and Toonami. Um, I wouldn't consider myself an expert by any means. Uh, these days, I kind of cherry pick, only go for what to me seems like maybe the best of the best and ignore everything else and think it's trash. Uh, how about you, Sal? Okay, awesome. Um, so... Unlike what Owen says, I also grew up with all those anime, and I consider myself as an expert, unlike Owen's, because I grew up on all the old stuff, you know, Digimon, all the stuff he says, Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that, but then I got reconnaissance, like, around the 2000 whenever Sword Art came back online, because I stopped watching anime for a little bit, and that brought me back in, and then I realized Sword Art was a garbage show, so, yes, I am the pompous one in the group, so, yes, and I guess to you, Anthony, if so I did watch Dragon Ball Z, but uh, that was about it for me. Uh, this is going to be very, very new. Um, yeah, essentially my only, besides Dragon Ball Z, I'd wake up to like Inuyasha and stuff and fall asleep to watching Family Guy. So that's really all my experience on anime. Yeah, this is why we're making this podcast for you. My Force Anime. Yeah, hence, hence if it wasn't clear, the uh, namesake. I have a question for you. Yeah. What are your two... Uh, uh, what are your favorite animes? Just one? Are you looking for one? Just, uh, yeah, just kind of just, yeah, just in general, what's your favorite anime if you had to pick one? So, I mean, this segues nicely because the cop-out answer is Cowboy Bebop. Oh. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, if I if I had to, like, disqualify Cowboy Bebop... Because that's like asking a film snob, what's your favorite movie? They're going to say, like, Citizen Kane or The Godfather or something. Well, you see, Citizen Kane is uh, garbage. Cowboy Bebop is fantastic. That's the difference, though. Well, now, hold on. Did you watch Citizen Kane, Anthony? Welcome to our Citizen Kane podcast. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Please, no. Okay, anyways, what were you talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, Owens is about Cowboy Bebop. Uh, yeah, it probably would have to be, like I said, if, if I excluded that. Not Evangelion, um, Orange? I have never seen Evangelion. I probably would not like Evangelion, but we're not here to talk about Evangelion. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I would really, really have to think about it. There's a lot I feel really strongly about that. <sighs> Calling them my favorite is hard because I recognize they're not 
up to necessarily the like prestige quality of something like Cowboy Bebop or Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, but for whatever reason they they tug at me in all the right places. Okay. That yeah, I don't know. All right, what about you, Salvador? Okay, well, um, my favorite anime of all time, I have to go with Owens, is Cowboy Bebop. But in order to understand me as a whole, I'm going to give you out my top five anime. Just in case the audience wants to know, too, because I am me. Uh, so the first one is Cowboy Bebop. Definitely, it's, it's just a great anime. Um, as in my second to my five, it's all a mix-up. So... It one's um Yu Yu Hakusho, really old Sonin title, fantastic all the way through. It has like a hundred something episodes. Next one's Konosuba, a comedy anime that I fucking love. We might watch it depending if this li- gets lift off the ground or what whatever. Uh, then JoJo, every anime, any person that likes anime has to like JoJo. It's almost a fact, even though <laughs> it is really fucking stupid. But somehow it works. Mob Psycho is up there. And then um, my... I don't know if all five has been announced. But I think that's five. I'm guessing that's five. I don't know how to count either. But yeah. I was not we'll, counting. We'll check, we'll, we'll check in the edit. Yeah, we check uh, in the edit. How about you, Anthony? What's your favorite anime? <laughs> uh, favorite animes are... Uh, let's see. Avatar, The Last Airbender. Not Naruto, an anime. Uh, not an anime. Let's see. The movie. <laughs> Avatar, the movie. <laughs> uh... Both, both actually, the the one with the blue people and the last Airbender movie. I'm sorry. And, oh, uh, I hate gotcha. you so much. That's not a joke. That is garbage. Your taste is awful. You need to go I, like die. I said I've only watched the, like some Inuyasha. Wait, you have to specify that there's an Avatar: the Last Airbender movie. Is there a TV series? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it's a little less known. It's not as good as the movie. Okay, uh, yeah, um, that makes sense. So, so yeah, just yeah. saying, you guys. Um, I know, I know, I know, uh, Chris. And I'm going to keep calling him Owens because that's how I know him from. And Owens, fuck you. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. That's a fair stance to take on me as a person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I, I guess I know you don't have an actual favorite anime. So my question to you is actually... And this will help segue us in, I think. What do okay. you know of... Um, like anime culture, I guess, because it's a weird. I hate. I, I don't want to be associated with anime fandoms ever. <laughs> it it's it's a nightmare. But there's like a weird culture around it. So I'm wondering how much you know of anime culture or even like Japanese culture, which. Uh, something I'll mention later, a lot of, especially more dramatic anime, there's going to be uh, anti-military or anti-imperialist overtones or pretty uh, overt references to atomic bombings. Oh. So do, do you know much about anime mm. culture or Japanese culture or anything? Or are you going in like full blind? Not full blind. I know two terms. Uh, I know weeaboo. Um, a common term that we that, know okay. Well, in this community, that's a slur. First of all, oh well, we'll edit that out. Um, Owens, you can, I can only say if you a are a weeaboo. Ah, it's like weeb. We don't do the hard boo. Oh, okay. So just weeb. Gotcha. And then I know if about racist, anime titties. <laughs> you know anime titties? Is that what I you know said? about anime titties? Oh, okay. Come on, you're not a thighs guy. 
Do you, uh, do you not know about the anime thighs? Yeah, man. Uh, anime's all no, about the thighs uh, now. Let me tell you about, about my hero thighs, academia. <laughs> and I'm just saying, anime titties. Uh, <laughs> it's all anyway, about yeah, no, I very, know very little about anime culture. Um, I mean, I... It sounds kind of silly, but I mean, I don't know if it's cosplaying part of that stuff. Uh, I mean, sure, yeah. I mean, I... Yeah, I mean, I enjoy looking at cosplays and stuff like that. But that, I mean, that's part of, like, nerd culture in general. But sure, mo- mostly but I was wondering if you, like... I know a lot of the overlaps, yeah. but I don't know a lot of just straight, you know, anime culture. Gotcha. Okay. Um, part of the reason I asked that question is, uh, if it's not clear by now, we are going to first be talking about Cowboy Bebop. Uh, we're going to be doing episodes one through six for this first episode. Um... And I know it's not right out the gate. There is a small scene beforehand, but the reason I ask about your familiarity with culture is that in anime, openings and to a lesser extent endings are big. They're like almost taken as a part of the show. Um, where, where like in a lot of Western stuff, you know, you, you can get something like Reigns of Castamir or uh, the opening of like True Detective or Mad Men that feel like an awesome bonus. But with anime, every anime is a little bit judged on its opening, basically. Okay. So you guys broke up for me, so I did not understand any of that part you just said. I was just talking about openings, basically explaining to Anthony how openings are actually important to anime. Oh, okay. Um, Is that something you knew, or am I wrong, and is our opening something that people care about outside of anime? Uh, like in terms of television? Yeah. Um, uh, well, I kind of depends, I guess, on what television you're talking about. Like the old, you know, I think it's the multicom stuff where there's laugh tracks and stuff like that. I don't think they care. But I know in terms of, like, the pilots, it's not necessarily the beginning of the episode, but the first episode usually sets tone. No, no, no I mean, like, the in- the intro credit sequence. Oh, like... The like like actual- I said, like, Reigns of Castamere or... Like no, Mad I mean, Men or True Detective, that kind of thing. Yeah, gotcha. I, I, think, I think Anthony does understand openings. Because no, no, I got you now. Yeah. Um, is, is that uh, something you I think, knew? Or? Uh, I don't... Uh, that makes sense to me. Because... Uh, and I, I just From TV experience, I think when the opening is good, you know about it. But when it sucks, you don't really care one way or another. But that would make sense. Or not necessarily sucks, but when it's just not memorable, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, almost like, Wait. you know, Arrested Development. Like, that opening is just kind of bland, boring, for the most part. I think it's pretty good, but... Well, I mean, the music's fine. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, but, like, compared to, like, Cowboy Beat Bop's, like, super fucking jazz opening that just, you know... Hell yeah. And even Wait, stuff like... My... Even, like, Archer. It reminded me a lot like Archer's opening. Well, you have that backwards. <laughs> but... Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and that's, yeah, and that's yeah, why I bring it up, because... 1998 and then Archer, yeah. Tank is, like, gold standard of anime openings. Uh, well, Tank is considered one of the best openings ever. If you ask any weeb, it's probably in the top five. And I love them, it's the top one. It's in my top one as an opening. Yeah, so I before we talk about Tank, I want to hear Anthony's thoughts on Tank. Wait, and I guess tank? the opening in general. Tank is the opening song. That's what the oh. music is called. Oh, yeah, sorry. Gotcha. T- tank is the opening song, yeah. All right, so, um, yeah, literally the first thing I had to write down was music is on point. Mm-hmm. That's Dude, you don't know the first half thing of I have it. written down. I mean, you have seen six episodes, and the music is badass. 
Uh, yes. We are going to get to Yoko Kano in the seatbelts, my guys. All right, so I, lo- I wrote that name down, bro. Yoko Kano. <laughs> I wrote that name down. I don't know that one, but... He's the musical... Uh, comp- Yoko Kano uh, is the uh, primary uh, like composer. She, by the way. Ah. And the seatbelts is like her music group. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I have, yeah, but no. Yeah, that music, like, I think in the first episode, as soon as the... Uh, the opening ends tank the opening uh there's like a, Such a right into opening. like a harmonica kind of solo thing right afterwards mm-hmm. and it just all fit even though it's completely different kind of genres yes exactly i i so i guess for what it's worth uh just a quick introduction of episode one asteroid blues uh was written by keiko nobumoto who has written a lot of scripts for anime but apparently went on to create wolf's reign which I never really watched, but is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I episode one as a like as a blanket, I think this it's it's so good. It lets you know exactly what you're getting into throughout the episode because right up front it nails you with three different genres. Um, it starts out with like the black and white kind of you have no idea what's going on sort of thing as some, like a sad lullaby plays and slowly fades into color. Gives you like a okay, we're doing like a noir thing, and then slams you in the face with tank, which brings on the jazz or the bebop, as it were, and then immediately goes into that harmonica thing, like Anthony said, and gives you a western. So it's already smashing three genres together. No, do you think it was like super fucking weird the fact that it opened up with the uh, the black and white with the flowers and stuff like that? Because that's how it opens up with uh, Spike smoking. Like that's how it opens up in my notes is what's called is spike spike smoking and um what's called and has that bouquet of roses and you mm-hmm. see the gunfire like it's so interesting it opens up like that and then tank comes on right afterwards into like the opening scene of the show like it's so weird it opens up like that because yeah um, you, oh. you you get no preference about it until episode five yeah and. This is a little out of order, but I guess just for the context, um, I saw this this, uh, Cowboy Bebop when I was really young. Um, I rewatched a couple years ago, so it's pretty fresh in my memory. So I'm coming at it from someone who knows basically exactly what's going to happen. I think the same is pretty much for you, Monkey. Yeah, it's top. It's one of my favorite animes, and I know almost everything that's going to happen. And this is Anthony's first time seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. So just it may just have uh, I may have fallen asleep to it a long time ago in Adult Swim mirrors, but yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really nothing count. stick. To, I didn't know the characters' names. Tank the song was kind of a fresh like I it it like brought up some like I think I remember seeing something like this, but yeah, no. Also, before we move on from Tank, um, that intro sequence too is so slick and stylish, and like so perfectly executed to the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, of spike, spike smoking, and a bouquet of roses. No, oh, no, no, just like the, like the gunfire the, the... to the beats and stuff. Like yeah, that. that one. Yeah, yep, that one. Yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Also, that the let's get everybody and stuff together. All right, three, two, one, let's jam. It's like so fucking cool. I fucking love it. It's so good. You cannot go. Why? Why should let's go? Three, two, one, let's jam. And 
and then you have to go do 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 and I know yeah, I'm fucking off key and shit like that, but that's how good the fucking song is because you already know I'm going for it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's had to give credit to I don't know who animated that intro sequence, but absolutely full chef's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let, let me give you that. Uh, what's it called that soundbite? That's that's <laughs> how you go. do it. That's the chef kiss. Oh no, right I there. I could have done it, but I think saying full <laughs> chef's kiss is more fun. No, no, that's stupid. You have to say full self kiss. That yeah, that extra lip step one that could have been a half chef's kiss. Oh come mm. on, don't be that fucking anal. What's that sound it. like? Well, that's the thing. They sound the same. They look different. Ah, okay. <laughs> Well, for five dollars a month, you can get the video version. Let's see what that. Someone pays me five dollars a month to do a video version of this. I'll do it. <laughs> I don't care. You can be one of you guys. <laughs> uh, it only take me, uh, I don't know, two and a half years to pay off the webcam I would have to buy to do it. Yeah, there you go. All right, so Asimov. Uh, hold on. Uh, no? There was Too one far? other thing. Oh, yeah. So I actually want to get your impressions on that very, very first scene, Anthony, as someone who's never seen it before. And me uh, and Monkey knowing exactly the context of what it is. So the black and white with the the rose? Yeah. The, that stuff. Uh, first impression was... I get it. Uh, but, like, in the first five minutes or so, I was just ready for, like... Because they go into that super hype opening, right? The tank song mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then it just they slow it down right there, which is fine, but I was kind of just ready. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I feel Let's like, fucking I mean, get yeah, into it. And then, I mean, so. it only lasts like, what, like 40 seconds, if that? And, like, it's real quick anyway. Wait, I'm but, sorry. Um, the the black and white stuff happens before tank. Yeah. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. God, so I'm I don't know what you're mixed talking up about. with the, the fifth one. Or, yeah, when that happens after everything. I don't know, but... Um, so, the I don't it's, it's just... I was ready to get into it, you know what I mean? Yeah, but but I mean, did you have any thoughts on, like, what you, what oh, you no, think that even is? Try is to it guess. a flashback? Are we seeing the future? Like, uh, what did you think Oh, you no, I assumed there? it was flashback. Okay. Yeah, and then I was rewarded later with almost nothing as well. Yeah, so just real quick before we dive into the episode, um, I did take the voice actors for the main cast, and there's actually some pretty interesting overlap here with other anime, and for what it's worth, I'm doing the sub for the first time. Uh, I usually watch the dub, but I thought it'd be cool to watch the Japanese version, and you're both doing the dub, correct? Yeah, both of us. Well, Um, I am doing the dub, and and so I'm watching on Hulu. And they have it set up to like it's like sub dub sub dub. Yeah, it's weird, yep. which is kind of strange. But I've I saw I've watched I think episode three I watched on sub, but everything else has been dub. Okay, um, so and for what it's worth, uh, Cowboy Bebop is pretty much widely recognized as maybe the best anime dub. Uh, a lot of them are very questionable, but Cowboy Bebop is perfectly acceptable. Uh, the uh, the voice actor for Spike. Spike Spiegel, our main character, is Koichi Yamadera. Uh, his notable roles that I saw include uh, my boy Togusa from Ghost in the Shell, Akiyama from the Yakuza series, and <laughs> he 
he is the Japanese voice of Donald Duck, which I thought was fun. Um, his English voice, if you've ever watched an anime or played a game out of Japan, you know who Steve Blum is. <laughs> I didn't write any of his roles down because it is impossible not to just trip over that guy. The guy who plays and he does the Spike? Yeah. Okay. Steve Blum is in everything. He does the same voice in everything. Yep. You, when you hear Steve Blum, you're like, hey, that's Spike. Yep. Uh, and the only other one for this episode is Jet Black. Uh, his Japanese voice is Unsho Isuzuka, who unfortunately uh, passed away a couple years ago. Uh, he is. He also did Hohenheim from Full Metal Alchemist, Zabuza from Naruto, and uh, old Joseph Joestar in parts three and four. Oh wow, that's fucking awesome! Yeah. Um, oh wait, old. You mean wait, the old, old, or old? Parts three and four, Joseph. Oh, Joestar. so see, so old. Okay. Not part two, parts three and four. Yeah. Um, about. His American voice actor Bo Billingsley. Uh, he actually does a lot of live action stuff, I guess. Uh, I didn't really recognize any of his roles other than uh, Bear Walken from Gungrave, which, you know, he kind of does the same voice. Uh, yeah, so you had something you wanted to say. Did you want it? Well, did you want to jump straight to Asimov? Uh, no, no, no. Jet's my guy. Jet's your guy? What do you mean? Absolutely. He's. Uh... Uh, so I think the real reason I never watched and got into anime was because the first time you see Spike, other than like the flashback and stuff, he's walking with his fucking hand in his pocket, and I just I hate cocky people. Oh come on, I love okay. cocky people. <sighs> first of all, I'm, okay, so I don't know how we're gonna do this. I don't know if we're gonna do it by plot summary, but I'm just saying in my notes, dude. Spike, as soon as he comes in, well, instead of the beginning, he's fucking walking out, fucking, um, what's it called. Uh, training his fucking martial arts moves with, I think it's by Bruce Lee. He has a fucking six pack. He is badass, fucking sexy with that six pack. <laughs> I, I saw those. So, I saw that six pack, and I'm like, hell yeah! I forgot that fucking Spike is jacked, and he has some wide shoulders. It's, <laughs> yeah. It, it's in. First of all, uh, walking with your hands in your pockets is not cocky. I do that, and it's because of anxiety. <laughs> Okay, Owens, we really <laughs> well, I can tell you this off the top story. of my head. Uh, you can just look at his fucking face and know that he's not doing it because of anxiety. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm just saying. But second, um, that that's interesting that you that you make that association. And so that was my first assumption of Spike. But later right, I'm not, on, I'm not looking for you to clears. jump into it now. Yeah. But having seen six episodes, just short answer: Do you do you still think Spike is cocky? No. Okay. That's I think he's fun. So why is Jet your guy? Uh, that's just my favorite character. Like, type okay. of, like art, um, just type of character. So uh, my actual first note uh, is the Jet-Spike dynamic. Yes, I actually <laughs> so, like this too. I uh, like the whole, um, what's Bell Peppers and Beef, or Beef and Bell Peppers conversation. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty good joke. S- such a good, yeah. 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 Well, I think a lot um, about this episode, like there's a lot of stuff that happens that's in the front of the episode that comes back at the end that I liked. Oh yeah, I mean, like I said at the top, like this, this first episode of like it takes you through what you're gonna get with Cowboy Bebop. I yeah, think. it's exactly what a pilot should be. Yeah, it's and good. It, it does it so smartly, and the the reason I put the Jet Spike dynamic is because within like two minutes we're like, okay, we get it. Spike is 
he's this weird, like, reckless, kind of careless, but competent guy, and Jet is, like, not his, Jet's not his dad. No, he's the father in a relationship. He He's, like, the kind of older guy who, like, watches on and is, like, this fucking kid. And, I, I mean, again, uh, so you, you got that. Yeah, off the rip, um, as soon as, like, they started talking. It was pretty, like, I mean, that dynamic just works in general, too, so I wasn't surprised to see it here again. Just, like, the careless, off-the-cuff guy, and then you got the self-centered guy who's going to look after you but not control you. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, just interesting question. Because as far as I can remember, they're, except with maybe the exception of Faye, they never really give a good indication of how old these characters are supposed to be. So how old do you think they are, Anthony? Uh, I, I looked this up, and there's apparently, like, official ages. But I don't recall them ever being stated anywhere in the series. Uh, truthfully, after, like, the first couple, of, so, yeah, first couple of episodes where they were, like, showing facial reconstructive surgeries and shit, I couldn't guess. But if they haven't had shit done, I'm guessing Jet's around, like, 50s, and Spike's probably late 20s or mid-20s. Okay. Sure. Uh, yeah, the the official Spike's, I believe, official age is 27. Um, and I think Jet's is, like, 32, actually. Like, I think Sheesh. he's early 30s. Yeah. Uh, Faye, I think, is early 20s, like, 23 or something. Um. <laughs> Are you and other characters you haven't met. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think my next point of interest for me jumps pretty far ahead. So is there anything you guys want to talk about between, like, the opening and Spike starting to go after Asimov? Uh, honestly, watching this for the first time, I'm just kind of taking in everything. Mm-hmm. So, um... I don't... With... They, I have a note somewhere, like, they do things very well in that, like, they give you a full story in 23 minutes. Mm-hmm. So with it being that fast, it's also hard to pick up on smaller stuff that you guys want to pick up on. Absolutely. Because I'm like, trying to be entertained while I watch these. Sure. So I have a lot less notes and stuff like that. No, I'm just kind I'm of taking you. everything in. I'm telling you right now, I did not remember this, but this game, this show literally does drop you in. Like, you see the whole guns thing in the very beginning of it, and then after that, you see that they're inside a fucking ship, and you're like, what the fuck? And they're on a desert planet, which, you're like, it's noir and cowboys, and, like, it's so weird. But, like, some of my notes before we get to the nitty-gritty of it is fucking Spike. First of all, Spike is smoking, which is really weird when you think about it, because... He is badass, like, but that's like 1990s stuff. Which I have to admit, if you're smoking, you're 20% cooler in my book. But remember, smoking kills you, so don't smoke, kids. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, but every time Spike lights up a cigarette, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was I was as cool as you. And then he hops inside his ship and he puts on driving gloves, and I'm like. I wish I was as badass as you. Like, I wish I could put some driving gloves on in my fucking car. But I get laughed at, so I can't do that shit. But Spike doesn't care. He has driving gloves with his fucking spaceship. Fingerless. Well, cool. Yeah, fingerless driving gloves. 
Not to mention Spike's outfit. He has a blue suit on with a net with a uh, with a tie on. That's not even what do you call it. Like scrounged up, like it's hanging from. I have a theory about that. What's the theory? My theory is that he doesn't know how to tie a tie, so he just leaves it on. (laughs) He leaves it on like that. (laughs) Yeah, and then he doesn't want to. You know what? If Spike was the kind of character that do he he it's not that he doesn't know how to tie a tie. He knows how to tie a tie about eighty (laughs) five (laughs) percent. Yeah, he just can't get to the hundred percent. That's funny. He comes out of the shower every morning and just goes, "Good enough." Jet ties it for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yes, uh, I love I love Spike's outfit. It's one of the most iconic outfits. Uh, if you get if anybody looks at his shoes, it's Lupin the Thought shoes. Which, if anybody any anime watcher, Lupin Thought is a a famous anime that it's about a thief, and he has big shoes, and Spike has big shoes. It's just a homage to that. It's fantastic. Um, hmm. I think that's all I have for the beginning. Are we going to the ball scene? Um, the only thing I want to say, actually, before we move on, is that, and this will probably come up more, but the the animation in this show is, like, I think it's aged surprisingly well, especially which, if you consider, like, anime, from my understanding, is a pretty low-budget industry. Um, It's just so grounded, yet still detailed, like... Everyone more or less looks like a person. Nothing looks weird or out of place. Like, they don't... The fact that Jet has a robot arm and they're not, like, super calling attention to it... I, I don't know. It, it's hard to describe, but I, I think... It, Everything there's is There's so just grounded. a realism to the animation and, yep. and the art that feels, like, almost unparalleled. It feels like Firefly. Like... If you ever watched Firefly, you're like, all those, like, really old stuff, you're like, oh, wow, this, like, nothing's, like, super new. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, the, uh, before we jump ahead, though, the only other thing I want to say is I, I did look up a tiny bit of trivia. And this is maybe, like, the only one I kept. The whistle that Spike does as he's going down to the planet was apparently ad-libbed by uh, Yamadera, the voice actor. Nice. Because I looked up, like, what what song is Spike whistling? Because I'm like, I'm sure it's, there's oh, some weird sure deep relevant. symbolic meaning behind it. <laughs> but, like, no, they just said, hey, go whistle something that sounds kind of listless. And that's what we got. That's cool. That's nice. But, yeah, when you can uh, take us where you want to go. I guess the next one we have to talk about, well... Spike gets down, um, or he's heading down to the planet, and then we get to the ball scene with the old men. Which, after watching Cabo Bio so many times, I still don't understand the old men in this show. <laughs> I'm actually tracking them in my notes. <laughs> you are tracking them in your notes? I am, okay. yep. I'm, I'm Anthony, doing my best these to guys look for every single one of all their all the time. Well, I've seen they them twice so far. All, right? yeah, they, they show, show up, up twice in this episode and once in a later episode so far. Unless I miss them. Right? No, I think you're right. Yeah. But I, I'm legit tracking you. I, one of my notes is literally old man dash two. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't remember what like what's the significance of them because I know I don't think like, there is one. I think it's just an attempt happens. at comedic relief, which I mean it worked for me. I mean, dude, yeah. most anime are actually full of uh, garbage like that. Like, um, Trigun has uh, uh, is is it just Neko Chan? Uh, oh no, Kuroneko. 
Uh, it's a black cat that shows up in like every episode of Trigun. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking um, about. Yeah, the cat. The One Piece has Panda Man. <laughs> oh yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, anime is just full of weird stuff. A guy, someone probably just got bored. It's like I'm gonna put this in the background as much as I can. That checks out. Oh, so yeah, or on the foreground, to, whatever. But go ahead. We get yeah, to sorry. the boss scene, and um, all villain, or even I mean, all bounty, basically. He shows up, and then he orders a Bloody Mary, and the fucking uh, bartender's like, we're all out of tomato juice, is that what it is? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, he, and then he says something, and then they bring the thing in the back. The the thing I'm interested, though, in the most, out of that fucking scene is, so we see the lady that's pregnant. We, I get it, you guys, I already know the fucking woman's not pregnant. You don't have to jump on my back about that. But Wait, hold up. She's not. <laughs> I'm Did just saying, though, the first like... episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, just saying, though. The so mm. the, the anime is, was made in 1998. Now, let's just say 1997 took them a year or something like that. Is it okay for women to drink beer during that time when they're pregnant? No. No. Still, okay. I I don't know when the taboo happened. You know what I'm saying? I don't know when. I think pretty early. Was I it really be, early? I'm, I'm I don't probably know. Probably wrong because... I'm just you know, saying, you guys. Uh, it's 2020, and women are still bad. I don't know if you know from my voice, but I'm not a woman, so I wouldn't know about this facts. Okay, even though I should, I should research, but who has enough time to research? But yeah, so I was like, I don't know if that's like, I I get, I don't, I think it's just a joke or whatever it is, but it's still like, I'm like. When do they? When does like? When did? When was the time? When was the date when we realized that? Um, what's it called? Women should not drink when they have a baby. Like, that's always in my in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all. Um, I honestly just chalked that one up to just her being a piece of shit. <laughs> really? So absolutely. Actually, it's interesting that you say that because I was gonna ask uh, what your without like talking about the entire rest of the episode uh so far uh, i was just curious what your impressions of asimov are or were i guess asimov and uh, i believe her name is katarina yeah uh so when they walked in uh i'm pretty sure uh, i can't remember oh give me one sec i think he also entered the room with his hands in his pockets. What a cocky ass. Oh, really? He does? I know. <laughs> uh, so I tried to fast forward as quickly as I can to get out of that scene, which only mm-hmm. lasted like two seconds. But uh, no, uh, they they just, I didn't know what to expect yet because I knew that they were, I couldn't remember. Have we seen a the bounty thing yet? Uh, at, we hadn't seen Big Shot, but I believe they did have a bounty. They like we it. we did see that Asimov had a bounty. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was just kind of watching this whole time because I didn't really know exactly what the villains were gonna be like. If mm-hmm. they were gonna go ahead and like introduce the the season villain or something like that, or if they were just gonna like show us just like this they did here, what there's just a one off kind of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, gotcha. So I didn't know. I was kind of watching his face and stuff, and and just uh, every anime villain has a smile. <laughs> None of them are ever unhappy or sad. They all fucking smile. <laughs> but uh, and then but the interesting part was like the two, the duo, 
the Bonnie and Clyde kind of esque thing. Uh, kind of so, like that. So I don't know if this is actually true, but I remember seeing something years ago that um, they're actually based off of uh, Antonio Banderas and Selma Hayek. Oh, from what uh, because time? and this this specific um like that that specific like bar and shootout scene is inspired by Desperado. Oh, I'm gonna tell you right now, Owens. Uh, the wiki it says exactly like that. that okay. The ball, the ball is from Desperado. Like it's a shot for shot thing. Which I think Desperado is a cool movie. If no one's ever seen it, I've seen it. But check it out. I knew exactly um, what you were talking about. But also, um, what's it called? Um, Anthony was right though that the um, the two villains are basically Bonnie and Clyde. It's uh, inspired by because in okay. the end they get sued out like Bonnie and Clyde. Sure. Yeah, I, I never actually made that connection, but it makes sense. Uh, a little bit different, which we'll get there in a little bit. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do, what do you guys think of red eye? As I like think a, it's a fucked up drug. Like just putting it in your eye, like that does not look pleasant. But I don't think uh, taking heroin is pleasant either. So what do I know about drugs? Well, okay, I didn't mean how much would you like to take red eye, <laughs> but I mean like no. as as far as like fake drugs go, I think red eye. Maybe I only think red eye is super cool because of uh, dread. With slow mo, they're basically the same drug, <laughs> as far as I can tell. Have either of you seen Dread? Uh, no. I have not. God damn it! Okay, <laughs> this is an anime podcast, not a movie Swing podcast. So that's the next podcast, okay? <laughs> well, if anyone's seen Dread, slow mo is cool as hell. But like, just basically a drug that enhances your perceptive and I guess reflex reflexive capabilities to the point where he's literally just like dodging bullets point blank range. It's like a similar, matrix very drug. Similar. Which is, no, that's I'm what I'm saying. Same. That's what red eye is. Oh, okay. I got you. Like, that, is that something... I think it's cool as hell. But I could also see people thinking, like, that's stupid. Come on. So I'm curious how you guys feel about <sighs> red eye as, like, a, a thing. Is it just magic and it's stupid or... I don't, don't know how it would work. This is, like, in the future... But, like, it's so fucking real, the fact that, like, you put in your eye, and I guess the drugs go to your brain, and so you're able to move faster than a bullet. Like, that just seems fucking weird. But this is a fucking spaceship anime, so what do I... What do I have to say about it? <laughs> uh, I would say it's... Um, I'm kind of in the middle. Uh, it's not completely, like... I wouldn't say it's fucking awesome or anything. It's really just a different take on just you know a performance enhancer but just to the point of fucking dodging bullets you know no i just think that scene is pretty interesting though is when they go inside the bar and like they just straight up shoot it up it's just really weird because there's not that many anime today like that shit happens you know what i'm saying i did not realize this anime is super not for kids if you get what i'm saying oh like they straight up kill people in this show yeah, and a lot of, I mean, there, there wasn't that much in the first episode, but there's a lot of suggestive <laughs> anime titties. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get to the suggestive <laughs> anime titties in Cowboy Bebop, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to talk five. about. Why, that's why I'm here, guys. Dude, on, look, I, on, no no joke, I want to talk about Faye a lot, too, but <laughs> 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 we'll get there. Um, 
also just real quick I, I don't think this is a scene we want to dwell on but the way jet handles those two dudes is smooth as hell in also, the bar yeah, I forgot where, about that. where he smashes oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah in yeah, one yeah. motion smashes the guy over the head and then gets it gets the broken bottle up against the other dude's throat Absolutely. hell yeah jet yeah uh also i wrote down cat getting lit because <laughs> there's a cat drinking the beer off the ground but uh i think the next important scene is probably the gas station I said before we head to the gas station, there was a very scene that I fucking love in the fourth episode. And do you guys know what it is? It's before the gas station. I couldn't guess, honestly. I don't know. Fucking Spike visits a fucking shaman in the fourth oh, episode. Was that this it's episode? So- yes, it is. He he visits, I want to say, a Native American, even though they're on a different planet. But they're not on Earth. I don't know if you know this, Anthony. Yeah, Sorry to spoil They're not on Earth. Yeah, they're not on Earth. But it's so weird the fact there's a Native American or a Native American stereotype. I don't know. You could just say a shaman. shaman. Yeah, a shaman. <laughs> and fucking, fucking, fucking Spike is over there cross-legged smoking from a fucking pipe. How badass is this fucking dude? This guy, badass, spiritually, smokes? Like, talk about dream guy. Even though... <laughs> Even though he's not for me because he's too cocky. But that's beside the pat. Yeah, if he would take his we, hands we, out of his pockets once in a while. Yeah, I'm exactly. Saying. I mean, I could, I could imagine myself fooling around with him a little bit, but I know we, we won't make it through. I mean, come on. We get divorced after the full shield. No, he won't kill too never, much. Spike doesn't seem like the Marion type. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that was I one. Of, that's actually the, a good, a strange point. That's the reason I don't watch anime that much is because they all try to be that cool. Yeah, I, and I, I am put right. off by it a lot. <laughs> like I am everything that you're saying, Sal. I'm just like, nah. See, that shit don't work for me. Oh come on, dude! This guy, he can fight bad guys for me. I need protection. I'm a scaredy cat. <laughs> this guy's for me. He's, He's trying to say that Spike is best waifu. Best oh no, waifu. dude! Eventually, we're gonna, we're gonna, um, people's gonna ask us who's the best husbando. I think that's what the guy version is, and. Uh, Saying you guys, it's uh, he's in full metal Aquamas. You guys might be able to guess who it is, but uh, I couldn't. No, you can't, but uh, I should show you a picture because he's husband material. Spike <laughs> is not that. I don't know who you're talking Mustang, no, <laughs> what no, dude, Scar, no, Mufasa, no, <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about, my man. I can't remember his name either. That's a Armstrong, part. no. There are no more men in Full Metal Alchemist. He's the husband to that uh, to uh, the teacher. Oh shit, him. Yep. Okay, fair enough. Yep. He's a he's basically anime Terry Crews. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh, he's so dreamy. he's a good dude. That's God. Oh, all, all I want to do is get wrapped up in his arms. That's all I want. <laughs> He'd probably make it feel real safe. I can get. That. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's what I'm talking about. That's husband material. He'll make you anyway. feel real safe. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yes. we went off the deep end. Oh <laughs> uh, God! Actually, I'm I'm actually really glad you brought up the shaman because, um, no, it's one of tra- my favorite scenes because they're in the fucking future, right now in 2020. We know spiritual sh- shit is bullshit. Sorry, well, guys. Spaghetti flying monster is not real. Okay, Thor, not real. Jesus Christ, definitely not real. Come on, dude. Well, first of all. 
Uh, goes half around the south. Thanks. So. <laughs> what? What you said, Owens? Uh, I was going to try and make an astrology joke, but I don't know enough about astrology. I'm a Gemini, so. I'm a Scorpio. I'm a, that figures I'm why Scorpio. you don't believe in Jesus Christ if you're a Gemini. <laughs> um, but no, because actually a lot of... Um, I, I, maybe this is reflective of what I tend to... I'm not a spiritual person. I'm not a religious person at all. But every most anime, most JRPGs, at least the ones that I watch or play, include a lot of... Um, either spirituality or mythology or mysticism and cowboy bebop is no exception by far um the re again i'm really glad you brought the shaman because i think it's something to pay attention to um it introduces the idea of if not mysticism spirituality uh being taken somewhat seriously even by someone but like spike and I think that is something to think about going forward that is going to help with a, understanding a lot of the symbolism that is presented in Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Jet was against it. Jet was against what? Uh, Jet was no. against the meeting, or he was like, don't do that. Or not don't do that, but like, uh, that's a waste of time. Uh, you could be right. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> okay, anyways, um, before, that, before we... Uh, exit the shaman. Even though it, I do love that scene. I just think it works. It's very interesting that Spike will visit a fucking shaman, even though he is badass. Um, is that the all? That's the same scene where uh he gets told that a woman will kill him. Yep. And he's like, hey, whatever. Yep. A woman already killed me. Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, here's the thing: the shaman says, "The swimming board will meet a woman. The board will be hunted by this woman, and then death." Uh, for what it's, I mean, just for context, uh, Spike's, like, little interceptor ship that comes out of the Bebop is called Swordfish 2. Oh, it is called a Swordfish, isn't it? Yep. Uh, which, you know, it's a fish that, it's named Swordfish, flies through space, swimming bird. That's fair. Oh, and uh, also with that, uh, it does give us a clue about Spike's um, background because he said he has already died again, which is very interesting. Oh, he's already died to a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, is very easy to take as like, ah, whatever. He got his heart broken. Uh, It's kind of, I didn't necessarily take it as that, but that's kind of where I was. uh, Well, I mean, you haven't seen the facial reconstructive surgery stuff yet and how far advancement is and stuff. So when I first saw, like, you already been killed by a woman. I kind of, you know, went along that way. Like, I, you know it's the future because of fucking spaceships and stuff. So I was like, it's very possible that they just brought him back to life, literally. But, I don't know. It was it was one of those two. I was, I was actually 50-50 on it. Okay. On cool. either, yeah, someone got him in trouble enough to almost die. Maybe that's what he counted as dying, like literally on the brink of death. Mm-hmm. Or actual rejuvenation. Or, you know... I don't know, he just, he doesn't seem, he seems confident, but he, he doesn't seem like a ladies guy. <laughs> Yet. I don't know, that could change in the future. I don't know, he gets along with uh, Katarina pretty well. Uh, yeah. No, uh, I, know I mean, she literally means... saves his life. Uh, does she? 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Asimov was literally like, why'd you stop me? I could have killed him. The thing but, is, I get what Anthony means, though. Would like, he have killed him, though? I mean... Yes! But would he? Yes! You guys, I, you guys are going way too forward in the script, okay? Follow your tried. fucking scripts! He would have tried. No, that actually is at the gas station. Yeah. Which is where we've been trying to get. Well, first of all, we, um... We forgot the bathroom scene when Spike and the guys do That's at the gas see station. each other. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys are talking about forward from the gas station. All right, all right. Loose structure, loose structure. Okay. <laughs> I say I say, just stick to your scripts, okay? I wrote them. It took me two days. Stick with them. Uh, I still need mine. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading mine backwards. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, no, you're right, though. The The bathroom scene is big, and the, the thing... Okay, so... <laughs> I didn't get much from it. So, exactly. Here's the thing with the bathroom scene. It, the, the bathroom scene, and I say this as someone who <laughs> almost has an English degree. It is like... Looking at that scene from an analytical perspective is the most, like, high school English teacher bullshit in the entire world. Maybe. Or maybe there's something to it. And it's all on the one line of uh, Spike tells Asimov, like, hey, keep the water running or it'll get clogged up. Like, the the references to uh, flowing and keeping moving and all that kind of stuff that happens in Cowboy Bebop could make that line, like, super deep. And Spike being like, yo, you got to keep going or bad stuff's going to happen. Or he could just be saying, hey, you're going to throw up. Turn the water on. <laughs> well, I think if, if you're going to go that deep, I think that the writers wink, wink, nod, nodded at you. But Spike did not. Well, what's the difference? Anyway, so supposedly, yeah. I guess the side effect is throwing up like. Yeah, that's another thing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it was, it's probably just Spike going like, hey, you're going to throw up. Turn the water on so the pipes don't get clogged. But that is very much the type of line that people will latch onto and assign deeper meaning to and actually make a compelling argument. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's I, probably nothing. I just thought I the whole scene is foreshadowing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So Spike somehow gets out of the bathroom first, and he meets up with the woman, and then he steals the woman's food, which I thought was very interesting. This oh. guy is basically Robin Hood, right? Like, well, not Robin Hood. No, he's... he's not Robin Hood. He doesn't give to the poor unless you count giving to the poor yourself, in yeah. which case most thieves are Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah. But it just shows that Spike is not, like... A good person. Like, he is to, he is willing to... He's a neutral character, basically. Like, he's willing to steal yeah. food from a person. He's out for yeah. himself. Yeah, he's out for himself. I think that's very, like... You know what I mean? Yeah. It tells you a lot about the character that he's just <laughs> willing to steal some food. And, um, what's it called? And the fact that the woman let, said you can keep the food and he... he oh, he's like, oh, I also stole all this stuff, too. Like, that means he's still a good person, but he's... Willing not to, he's willing to break the rules a little bit. Doesn't he take a sandwich out of his mouth and try to give it back? Yeah, <laughs> that sounds yeah. like something he'd do. Which is 
I think very funny. I'm pretty sure somewhere around episode three, I write, why is he eating fucking everything and then puking it back? Yeah, I was about to say, this also establishes the long-running joke of Spike hiding things in his mouth. (laughs) Because I, I mean, we'll get there in the notes, but I also have notes about Spike putting things in his mouth. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah, and actually, again, glad you brought that scene up because the, um, we haven't touched on the humor of Cowboy Bebop very much, and and it is, most of the time, a very light show, which I think is, especially in the context of this first episode, which is trying to hit basically everything we're going to see for the rest of the series, in 20 minutes yeah super important to note because the tonal shifts are they come fast and hard and somehow they all work and that that's just what you get with cowboy bebop and i think that's why i mentioned earlier that jet's my guy because like the first thing he's doing is not necessarily a bit but it's a joke you know, we're doing broccoli with yeah, beef. Beef with bell peppers. Oh yeah, beef. Yeah, yeah, we're doing uh, beef with bell peppers. Where's the beef? Beef with bell peppers is supposed to have beef. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, then you know, Spike gets choked out by Asimov after talking to Katarina. Um, yeah, talk about, talk about the jealous type. I don't understand what this fucking woman has for this guy. I mean, for she Asimov, got them animated. Yeah. I mean, this she's is a obviously a criminal too. Oh, come on. It doesn't matter if she's a criminal. She can find a nice guy. I don't understand why he's, he's with this loser. Well, <laughs> uh, it's it's not a news story. It's you know. Yeah, it's just it's whatever. I I just don't and, understand why the guy is so we jelly. We don't know them as people. We're meant to look at Asimov as a villain. Yeah, she thinks of Asimov like you think of uh, Spike. Yeah, maybe he's just this badass that's gonna provide for her. Or, you know, maybe he's actually, like, a really cool dude when he's not on the run trying to keep them alive from bounty hunters and criminal syndicates at the same time. Yeah, maybe not steal a bunch of drugs from the syndicate, you fucking Maybe go play apples to apples with Asimov (laughs) and he fucking crushes it. (laughs) Just a good-hearted, wholesome guy who just happens to be a fucking drug. I mean, really, we, we don't know anything about these people. No. It, it's not like they give us a, Asimov killed 53 people when he was 6 years old. All they give us it's is like, like no, they're on the run and they got drugs and that's all we get. Yeah, all we have is he's considered light or whatever, whatever they called him, like a not yeah. big fruit, you know. And, and you know, uh, I guess to your point, Monkey, we're led to believe that if you take the face value characterizations that Katarina's a decent person, but she's not stupid. She's not incapable. Like in that bar scene, she's, she's blasting back. She's very much. Yeah, this is good. So if, if you sympathize with Katarina by extension, I think you should be able to sympathize with Asimov. Oh no. Nope. Well, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I'm just saying the guy is jelly and jelly is just a, ultimate tone off like come on dude stop being so jelly Bro, i'd be jealous <laughs> of spike spike's Dang. the kind of guy you get insecure around <laughs> oh my god <laughs> maybe i guess when you think uh, about it the reason i hate all animes is for the exact reason i'm just insecure around them because they put their hands in their pockets oh my god <laughs> yeah that tracks yep that tracks um 
so so we get does anyone have anything more on the uh, gas station uh nope i'm waiting for that juicy part of the end baby oh yeah me too my man but for before that we have the asimov spike bite oh before that we have something better old man dash two not the old man that's you what my notes say. <laughs> what's up you know what's no. better than that what why right before the fight what happens i that's when you stole all the food. No. Fucking Spike is wearing a poncho and a sombrero. How oh, bad yeah, ass is man. that? You guys know where it's from, right? Uh, good, bad, and the ugly? Yes! Fucking Owens knows. Yeah, but fucking Spike is wearing a sombrero and a poncho and looks badass. Why can I not wear this kind of stuff and look badass, you guys? That's the question we have here. Because you're not Spike Spiegel or that guy from Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> Yeah, can't see me, but I'm just shaking my head. Uh, oh, actually, uh, it's <laughs> weirdly enough. I'm again glad that uh, Sal brought that up because Anthony, I'm not sure if you're familiar with when someone in Japan who is like is making uh, look at someone like uh, Hideo Kojima, uh, a Rocky, the guy who makes. Um, Jojo, uh, Horikoshi, who makes My Hero Academia. Basically, any Japanese auteur um, who does or who likes Western culture, oh my god, do they wear it on their sleeves, dude. They flaunt it every chance they get. And that's something that actually comes through in Cowboy Bebop hugely. Like you said, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly reference. Um, as I'm sure you probably realized, every single episode title is a reference to music or even specific songs. Mm -hmm. And most of them are from Western rock bands. Yeah. So I, that, that's, I mean, it's not like important, but it's just kind of fun that <laughs> they get so obsessed with Western culture. And just be like, I know who Clint Eastwood is. <laughs> and I, that sounded like, you know, kind of shitty probably. But no, I love it. I think it's awesome. I feel you. The, I mean, Hideo Kojima does. Well, whatever. I'm, I'm not going to talk about Metal Gear. So we get to the Asimov fight, right? Mm -hmm. One of the best fights in the series probably, I think. Yep. Um, First of all, the jazz that kicks in with that fight is phenomenal. Again, Yoko Kano in the seatbelts. Yeah. Gonna come up again and again and again. But this is the first time that we get introduced to, well, really introduced. I mean, like Monkey said earlier, we get the, uh, the training scene of Spike working out. But this is the really the first time we see Spike display his actual martial abilities. Mm -hmm. You talking about the scene where he sews off his six pack? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure we 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 all understand what scene we, you were talking um, about. Which <laughs> Spike, dude, his fighting is cool as hell. That I mean, <laughs> there's no. no better way to say it. I mean, he's this weird mix of like Jeet Kune Do and Aikido. Uh, Jeet Look Kune at this guy with fighting tomes. <laughs> Jeet Kune Do is... I'm, I may be saying that wrong, but Jeet Kune Do is uh, 
basically Bruce Lee's fighting style. And Aikido is a style that relies on using an opponent's own force and momentum against them. Mm-hmm. And Spike is very much both of those. He dances around, he waits for them to attack, and then he uses it against them. He he does a lot of counterattacks, he does a lot of... Uh, he doesn't... Not a lot of throws, but he, he rarely makes the first move. He does a lot of counters. Yeah, exactly. And, and he does a lot of, like, confusing people and baiting them in with his momentum and stuff like that. Uh, Spike's fighting style is fantastic. And specifically have to call attention to the Bruce Lee point because that is going to come up again. <laughs> uh, but do you know what this si- you know what this fight represents though? What do you how mean? how badass Spike is? This guy this guy can dodge fucking bullets and Spike is going head to head with this guy. That's how strong True. that's how strong Spike is. But the guy has red eye on him. And and then you also see how good uh, Spike is with a gun. But he shoots the red eye off the L, doesn't he? Um, I can't recall. I don't remember that. I know something hits her stomach. That's the only thing I remember. I don't. I don't think. Oh, also, he steals the red eye. We, which we completely yep, forgot. Yeah, Spike. Spike. We get to see Spike's uh, pickpocket skills. Yep. Yeah, I was excited to see that when I first saw it. But then, like, when she lost her stomach full of other red eye, why was he so butt hurt? They're trying to sell it. Well, yeah, but she's got, like, another 49. I agree with you like that. Like, yeah, see, I mean, it's, they want to become rich, and to become rich, they, they just to... want to have to never interact with society again, I think is the yeah. point. Like, they, they just want to fall off the grid. Yeah, I don't I, I guess. Also, another point to point of grass, um, what's it called? Uh, the woman gets shot. Well, she gets shot in the stomach and the fucking guy's yelling at her again it's like why did you get shot really bullets like i mean he's also doing red eye like um, look man oh i'm sorry i didn't know red eye was um a um it seemed basically like road rage yeah okay I, i guess you guys got me though i mean look i'm not saying it's okay to be abusive to women. See, I am. That's where we differ. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay with it, dude. Equal. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Same. But I'm not saying it's okay to be abusive to anybody. <laughs> but yeah. But, but I mean, yeah. I mean the the whole point is I I feel like it. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I I won't go down that rabbit hole. Um. Yeah. I, I just want to call out that fight again. I think uh, the music. Oh, it's a great fight. Uh, it's phenomenal. Is I, I think the animation's fantastic. It it showcases Spike's abilities really well and his fighting style. And it's just a good fight. Um, but if no one else has anything to say about that, I think we jump to the end of this episode. Mm. What's up, Anthony? This was my favorite part of the series so far. Up to what okay. I've watched. Really? I Absolutely. Out of all six episodes. I, I love this scene. And that, Well, this is coming from, like a uh, at the moment, a non-anime lover. You know? This was the like the realest right. I've seen, where she makes a decision and shoots him, and that was just like because the whole time you know they're watching him fight it out with this guy and it spikes. You know you can clearly see that he's got the skills to defend himself, but I don't think he could actually take the guy in bloody eye because the man can literally dodge bullets, but he can defend himself enough 
And then they also, they didn't even want to, like, you know, fight it out. They're ready to go. They're trying to get out of here because police are closing in and whatnot. And then they just take off. And then she's just, like, she comes to terms with it and just fucking death by, like, or suicide by police. Is that the term, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing super, like, super real kind of happens, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. you see the shaman, which is, you know, it's all fine scenes and stuff like that, but it's not, like, realistic and stuff. And then all of a sudden, this girl just, like, comes to terms with her not living and takes him out. Just, like, instantly. And that's the fucking end of the episode. And when you it's say, just well, so raw. that's not the end of the episode. Well, sorry, but- <laughs> that's the end of their... Epis, part of the yeah. episode. Uh, when when you say like not living, I mean, did you get the sense that maybe she realized like even if we succeed and run away to Mars, like we never get to live. People are always going to be chasing us, and like this is our life from now on. And this guy is just going to descend deeper and deeper into violence and madness. Yeah, I think she was picking that up throughout the episode. Like I said, see, see, basically, she's like, there's no hope. Might as well end it right now. Yeah, That's and I, I absolutely love, and this has got to come up pro- for me probably time and time again, but uh, the way the sound cuts in that scene when their ship gets blown up by the police uh, ships, the way there's basically it, it, there's just nothing. There's no dramatic music. There's no over the top explosion. It's just like, no, you just get to look at this sad thing happen for sure. Yep. And that was kind of the thing I was just kind of like, she had, as far as I'm concerned, she had three options, right? Mm-hmm. She could have attempted to get out and surrender herself. She could die with him charging at the cops. Or I guess four, she could have killed him and her, but she just kills him. But he was flying. I mean, she knew she wasn't going to get out. Yeah. But like, she, they could have just kept going anyway and died that way. But like the fact that she chose to take his life. That says something. I don't know what it says exactly, but it says something. I think it just says she, she's just ready to end it. She's like, there's no hope. That's all. Um, Boy, I don't... I there, there's something I've seen that I don't know if I should say. Yeah, actually, thinking about it, I, I don't think it's really any kind of a spoiler. But um, a lot of people have said that Asimov is in a way a parallel to Spike. Really? And I think that's it, it makes an amount of sense. Um I don't I don't think it's perfect. It's not something I necessarily subscribe to, but I think it's an interesting thing to think about, especially when you consider you know, the, the early in the episode there's the oh I've been killed by a woman before from Spike. Mm, okay, I get what you mean. Um I mean that that's just like kind of the on the nose part of it. But there, 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 there's a lot with um thinking about Spike in relation to one-off characters. I mean, they are close because both of them are kind of running from their past. Ooh, okay. Happy you I, picked up on that. Based on season, episode five, anyway. I mean, we're not there yet, but yeah, yeah, we, dude, we, we're we, gonna talk about running from your past a lot. <laughs> yeah, you eventually get there. Um. But anyway, unless anyone else has anything to say about the 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 sad, <laughs> as my uh, notes say, sad ship chase. Oh, um, 
I was gonna say this. Asimov is um the name actually comes from a um, science Isaac fiction Asimov. author. What? Isaac Asimov. Yeah, he's a sci-fi author. Yeah. Okay. A very very prolific one. He uh God, what's his big series or book? Did he write Dune? I don't know, dude. We should look it up. I'm gonna um, look it up. Anyways, um, before we finish the uh, first episode, what do you think of the first episode of Cowboy Bebop, Anthony? Um, in terms of like pilot stuff, I think it's a great pilot. Uh, watching the other episodes, like the pilot's supposed to set the tone and the format of the rest of the shows, and it does a perfect job. It shows yeah. you exactly what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Something, um, something I have in my notes that we actually passed through. So, um, what's it called the girl? I think her name was Carolina. Is what you said. Katarina. Oh, Katarina. Um. She says that uh, is uh, is uh, Spike a cowboy, and Spike is a cowboy. So mm. in the future, I guess in the future world, is they uh, they call the bounty hunters cowboys, which I think is very fucking cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I actually never made that connection, yeah. but that's interesting. Yeah, and uh, also I don't know if you know, but the name of the ship is the Bebop. Yes. So that that's I know. Yeah, that's what the that's why it's called Cowboy Bebop. So, uh, well. There's other reasons called Cowboy Bebop, but... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so bef- before we move on, though, I actually do have a couple quick things about episode one. Very, very quick. Not looking for responses here. Um, one, like I said, you know, it, and we touched on multiple times, it, it is... Uh, it gives you everything. It hits you with all the genres. It gives you the humor. It gives you the sadness. First episode just tells you exactly what you're getting in for, and I think that's amazing. Um... And two, at the very top, we talked about openings and to a lesser extent endings. And boy, Real Folk Blues is a goddamn good ending. <laughs> Real Folk Blues makes me feel things. So in terms of like, uh, I don't, I like so this first anime, the ending wise, um, I don't hate it, but it's not as good as Tank. No, no dude. Don't I mean, at me. No, no one's. No, no one's fighting you. Yeah. I, and there's less emphasis on endings, but God, Real Folk Blues is good, dude. I know after the final episode, I'm just going to sit there and let Real Folk Blues run. Okay? <laughs> um, so episode two. Oh, uh, also, actually, that's, you know, kind of iconic, I guess. Uh, see you, Space Cowboy. Oh, it's great. That that end, not title card, but, you know, that end card. So I feel like I need to mention that, especially since... It'll come up later. Uh, episode two, we got Stray Dog Strut. Which, uh, you know what it's from? Uh, it is named after Stray Cat Strut by the Stray awesome. Cats. Nice. Um, it is written by Michiko Yokote, who I, is just an anime writer. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot on this one, so if either you want to have stuff you really want to talk about, take me oh, through. Oh, so are we, are we going through it? Okay, so the opening scene is fucking badass. First of all, love, love a guy with an afro. Fucking love it. A guy with a what? You know what I also love? It? A guy with an afro. Oh. Fucking love that. You know what I love on top of that? A guy with an afro who can fight. <laughs> because that is just badass, and that's all I want. When he just comes out of that bathroom saw and those people just wiped down, and he just kicks everybody's asses. I'm like, 
Yes. So I don't have many notes, but I'm glad you brought that up. <clears throat> My first note for episode two is what is with all the fucking bathroom scenes? Why can't a man <laughs> shit in peace? <laughs> because a man a man is the what, um, the what do you fuck? Call it? It's like what Zombieland says. A man is totally defenseless inside the bathroom. I know. Like, but here's the thing, dude. It, if you have a massive wiener, that's a <laughs> fucking weapon. I would never fight a guy in the fucking bathroom. I have a small dick. Have I have no I advantage, though. I would. There, there are absolutely zero circumstances where you could convince <laughs> me to fight Abdul Hakim. <laughs> that man is scary. Um, which. Fun fact about him, to give an overview, basically, almost my entire thoughts on this episode. It, it's it To me, it feels very much like a love letter to uh, early Hong Kong action cinema. Yep. Um, and we get more, you know, of Spike being Bruce Lee. Yeah, and well, you know, you, Abdul Hakim is based on uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yep. He, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so after we get the badass scene... From is it Kareem? Is his name Hakeem? Hakeem. Okay. Uh, after we get that badass fight, uh, one of the most important things in the show shows up, which is the fucking TV show about the big shot. Animals. Big shot. Yeah, big shot. So interesting, right? Anime like, titties. Fucking... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. She's he's not attractive to me. I don't know. It's real. It's probably and the guy just looks poofy, protecting you. <laughs> what? Since Kroka, she doesn't have a six pack and is protecting you. <laughs> exactly, that might be it. I'd I'd feel more comfortable in her arms. It'd feel more embracing. <laughs> uh, no, Big Shot is Big Shot is very very fun. It, it's like it's not like important, but yeah, it feels like it show. feels like home. Watching yeah. that Big Shot's kind of it reminds me of like a lot of thing. I feel like a lot of people took Big Shots and made it their own thing. I feel like there's a lot of ode to Big Shots. That makes sense. Uh, like right. what? I don't know because yeah, I, I, I honestly um, don't know. I, I get like this could be a stretch. I I don't want to piss anybody off, but oh stretches. Okay, this could be a stretch. Well, hold on, if you don't want to piss anyone off, you should not interact with the anime community. All right, so I'm gonna do it anyway. Uh, it's not anime, but it feels like like Fallout when they're introducing. Oh, you're talking about those? Yeah. I know what you mean. There are like new abilities and stuff like that. It feels like an ode to Big Shots, almost. Uh huh. Ah, it could be wrong, but like the anything, it's I don't know. Maybe it's just nothing new under the sun, kind of. You know, you've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. And they're kind of showing you how to do things. It's just over the top kind of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. That that very like we're in the future, but this feels very old. Yeah, it, it sort kinda, of thing. Yeah, I, I I think I get what you mean. Yeah, I don't. Know. I think what he means is like a it's like a little old comedy strip. Or and I definitely like could be wrong, but this is like the first like this is the first I mean, time I've seen that in terms of like this is 1998, right? Yeah. Uh yeah. So like it seems like things are like pulling from big shots. I don't. Know, I could be wrong, but. Big shot, no S. What? Big shot. I gotta edit this Wikipedia. Am I wrong? I gotta edit this Wikipedia page. I, I think it's big shots, actually. I think it's an S. I might be wrong though. Ooh, first time anime. You, you all research your own, so. I I'm specifically oh, not. Uh, also, according to cowboybebop.fandom.com, <laughs> it is called Big Shot. 
Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. The characters' names are Punch and Judy. I did not know that. Yeah. They, I don't think they ever say their names. Maybe in the movie, but I don't know. The movie's not great. No, but it has a good fight scene. Yeah, it does. Um, Welsh Corgi. <laughs> uh, for, first of all, b- before we before we start talking about Ayn, and trust me, I'm happy to talk about Ayn. <laughs> I just want to say that I know I referenced earlier how this whole thing, this whole episode, to me, feels like a love letter to Hong Kong cinema. Um, God, this setting feels like space Chinatown. <laughs> oh, it is. It's an homage to yeah. It yeah. This hit, they basically say this one is a. Like a Chinese place, and yeah, and and it's not like weird caricature. It feels good. It's like yeah, I know yeah. where I am. <laughs> yeah, like you're in Chinatown, basically. Yeah, but not real Chinatown, but yeah. the Chinatown where Jackie Chan's about to hit someone with a broom. Hell or yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Anyways, before we get to the city, which is a major thing, um, so Akeem is a white guy. Mm-hmm. He has blackface. He got uh, reconstructed. Yeah, it's really fucking interesting. Which happens, uh, which happens again in the later episodes. But I think it's very interesting that what's called. I, I'd agree with you now, you could get, but I think in nineteen ninety eight, yeah. it wasn't that interesting. Oh no, it was. It's not that bad. It's just it's very interesting. You know what I mean from the from right now? It's like, oh well, like this white guy is. I mean, and also you he's can't a even criminal. Call it blackface. Yeah, okay, you. That doesn't matter if it's a criminal or not, but it's like, well, in the future you could change your color whenever you want to, which is pretty fucking cool if you ask me. Um, yeah, I I agree, and I think that's something that is uh, bolstered by the next episode, which we will not get to because I want to talk about Faye Valentine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, uh, what's it called the latest one? I think it's episode six that happens again. Uh, it happens in uh, episode. Oh no, episode four. Actually, is it episode four? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it happens again in episode um, four. Actually, in the inverse, four. actually. Yeah, it's the inverse. Which, yeah, it, I think it's a cool technological thing that. Yeah, I think it's very. They have all the. Like, you can make yourself an entirely different person, but yeah. still somehow recognizable. Yeah, also, um, we get a part where Spike has connections. He has connections to the. Makeup doctor, basically. Less very... important than you would think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that dude um, comes up, like, what, once or twice again in the series? I think... I can't remember if he ever comes up again. I don't know what we're talking about. Okay, so you remember... um, what's called, There was that doctor that changed uh, Akeem's white face to a black face? Did they show him? Yeah, yeah. Spike it's literally a talks to him. Um... Yeah, he talks to a doctor. It's like, hey, doctor. And he's like, I think this is what he looks like now. Or, or no. Oh, I, yeah, I yeah, He might yeah. have actually been the guy who did the surgery. He's like, I got you. Nah, you have to pay me or whatever. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Um, and I think that's all. Now we can talk about the dog. Yeah, let's Please, talk about God. everybody's useless-ass fucking data sausage. Also, why the fuck is a dog inside the carrying case? What the fuck is wrong with these people? I mean, that's your badass Hakeem. I mean... Oh, when come on, consider- dude. He has an apple. I already love him. It's a dog. Even though he is a bad guy. But also, you know, they they introduced the carrying case by saying, he's carrying a briefcase that seems like it could fit a small woman. <laughs> <laughs> they did say that, didn't they? 
Yep. Ugh. Like, okay. I mean, I guess they're not trying to be too right, on the actually, even, It could fit a dog. Yeah, so he finds the dog, right? First of all, corkies are fucking Ein, adorable. Please. I fucking I adorable as hell, dude. He's fucking adorable. Um, oh, wait, actually. He's so fat, too. There's, there's a line. <laughs> I fucking hated it. <laughs> so okay. fucking much. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> I think Hakeem's talking, I guess they're trying to sell or something like that. I, I can't exactly remember the context, but he says, I got the goods, if you know what I mean. That's dog is shit. This, <laughs> is this, is this with like the, the weird animal shop lady? No. This is when he was trying to sell the, uh, I think he was like trying to get a meeting together with someone before oh. he, he gets stolen, right before it gets stolen. He says, I got the goods, if you know what I mean. What the fuck else would you mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't remember that line either. I ignored it, or that's not how they translated it in the subs. Maybe. Uh, that could be a dub thing. But, oh, that fucking, that, that hurt me. <laughs> yeah, especially considering there's people literally hunting him. Yeah, like, if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> you just said I got the goods. <laughs> Uh, this was a dub. I don't know. Maybe it's different where the dub I'm watching, but that was the translation that they dubbed it's over. Not. Was him yeah, saying? Yeah, watching the same dub. Oh god, that was fucking stupid. So they they go to that fucking store, and I got more to say. The pet store. This bitch with the turtle. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love the turtle. I water. hate her. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Dude, uh, this is going to mean nothing to anyone if anyone ever listened to this podcast, so <laughs> feel free to cut this out. But th- that woman would be played by Travis. Yes, it would. I was thinking that. <laughs> As I, I bet he's got a voice is, uh, for it. Yeah. Travis is a friend and a DM for these two people, so that's who that guy is. Oh, God, if you guys I, need voice actors, bet- hit my boy up. <laughs> If you need a voice actor for that specific character. Yeah, that specific character. Any actually any type of old woman that's quirky. Any type of quirky old woman, he's got you. So I don't know if you were gonna go here. If it was before this, stop me. But uh oh my god, dude. Bad dog, no biscuits. Don't know what that means. <laughs> what? The chase scene. Oh. Where Spike and Hakeem are both running after Ayn. The song yeah. is called Bag D- Bad Dog No Biscuits for one. This <laughs> chase scene is excellent and it's like a perfect like yes, I have seen this in martial arts movies a hundred times. I did like the chase Sliding scene. under tables, sliding over tables, yeah. crashing through stuff, it's great. But also that song is fantastic. Yeah, the music in this in this whole anime so far has been just perfect. Like I said, Yoko Kano is gonna come a lot yeah. come up a lot. <laughs> Um, something before the scene though. So, uh, Spike has to go get information. So he goes to the shop, and he looks at nunchucks, and he uh, <laughs> oh yeah, he, he directly references Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee's, uh, yep. yep, yeah. So why wrote in my notes is um what's called um Spike ba- basically wrote a uh, a nat twenty on his um charisma check to get the information he needs <laughs> because they, <laughs> the, the guy wanted money or something like that so. <laughs> yeah yeah that and spike is like you know what these nunchucks over here these nunchucks are these are bruce lee's nunchucks right and the guy's like oh my gosh dude you know that too <laughs> he rolls a nat he rolled a natty 20 on that 
yeah no i mean that's i forgot about that i thought that was really funny also uh <laughs> yeah um but pretty much all i have for this episode is it being a love letter to martial arts movies ein being adorable <laughs> uh that one song being fantastic you fucking nailed it <laughs> and the introduction of big shot or shots and yeah the introduction to big shot I'm pretty sure it's big shot oh are we wrapping up the episode uh, I don't have much more. The only other thing I want to say, I think, is um, this is where we establish that uh, Spike hates pets, kids, and women with bad attitudes. <laughs> yep. And <laughs> uh, guess what? He gets in the gets in his bebop. <laughs> You're missing one person. Um, also, he's he. Actually, you know what? I kind of want to just shout outs to Ayn. Uh oh. oh opening the car and jumping out. Yeah. Them data dogs, bro. Hell yeah. So I, f- I if I remember correctly, uh Ayn, he's a Welsh Kogi. And I think yep. he's worth four Wulongs. I don't know about that. Couldn't tell you. And so um she said like four Wulongs or something like that. Oh yeah, it was cheap but, compared but, to like what yeah, they were actually. The guy buy. wanted two hundred Wulongs. And he's actually worth yeah. like millions. I was looking on the internet, and the Welsh Kogi, the one I looked at, was a thousand bucks for a Welsh Kogi. So, uh, Wulongs are more based on, I believe, Chinese currency. And if we're to look at it through, like, an actual currency model of what they're getting paid and how much things cost, you would have to look at, like, pretty much U.S. dollars to... uh, do you know the, the amount, or are you just going to keep... I, I don't, I don't. Okay, okay, um, so but, there's no but point the, to this, then. No, no, I'm saying, like, in, in terms of... If he's worth four Wulongs, that's, like, literally cents. Oh, okay. Damn. I was just saying, in US, it's a thousand bucks, the one I was looking at. Oh, I really want a Kogi. No, the, the, the inflation's bad. So there's one thing I wanted to bring up that I saw that we haven't touched on yet. Is uh, I think the reason I'm going to like this show so much um, is how unlucky they are. Yeah, they yeah, are very no. down on their luck. <laughs> yeah, fucking Spike is a fantastic bounty hunter. He's just bad luck with everything else. And it's just like I, I just I enjoy how like they literally. I think it's that that scene ends with them getting the dog and the bounty hunter or the their their target, the bounty, crashing into the cops <laughs> like the whole <laughs> headquarters. And then they keep the dog. Yeah, and that's because he's worthless. Because they can't get rid of it. And no, um, Ayn is worth a bunch of money, and they don't know about yeah, it. At least at the moment. But that's what's a data dog? Anybody know what that is? No, actually, and I don't think they ever actually say. Really? Yeah. Okay. The 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 impression I get is that he's a more than intelligent dog. Like basically, they they pump. Literal intelligence into him and make him smarter. <laughs> or, or maybe it is actually just like, oh, for whatever reason, they decided that some data, like actual just information, would be safer if we put it inside of a dog, which makes no sense. Yeah, but I don't know what. I, I think he's just dog. like an actual smart dog. And, I, and you do get a little bit of it in this episode when, you know, he jumps on the steering wheel at the right moment and presses the buttons and then jumps out. <laughs> Yeah. And he does have a couple more instances like that throughout the series. 
So I, I think Ayn is just like a smart dog, and that might be the entire thing. <laughs> oh, we also forgot to talk about the um, what do you call it? the dog napples, or whatever, the the scientist. Which well, they're I just the don't people th- from the labs. Yeah, I just don't think it's a big deal in this episode. No, I don't think so either. I mean, Kahim, he is a big deal because he's, he's in, he has an afro, which makes him awesome. That's all. That's all he's bringing to the table. I mean, he's also again <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But really, it's because of the Apple. Okay, I think that's all I have for uh, episode two. There's not really that much to talk about, really. Yeah. Uh, I'm... Yeah. Even though Spike wants to eat Ayn, like, Spike is that hungry. Yeah, that's a weird <laughs> thing. It, it, and I think that that wasn't the first reference to eating dogs. Yeah. In the episode. So, you know. <laughs> is that cool? Thanks again for listening to My First Anime. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends and leave a review. It really helps. I'm Chris Bailey, and you can find me on Twitter at Chris R. Bailey or hear me play pretend on the actualplay.network podcast. And finally, thanks to Slink for the use of 12 Speed as our intro and Winnie the Moog for the use of Speed Energy as our outro. You can come to my stream, STMonkey at Twitch, where the O is a zero in monkey, so make sure you guys remember that. Uh, I play single-player games and multiplayer games. Well, sometimes multiplayer games. Tuesdays and Fridays afternoons. You can also follow my Twitter at STMonkey. Also, always a zero. And my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is mostly containing dog photos of my dog. He's a poodle. And situ. You can reach out and contact us on Twitter at MyFirstAnime or uh, email at MyFirstAnimePodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined, my personal Twitter and Instagram are both Sir Paperplate, where you will find only pictures of my cat. And once again, thanks for listening to My My First First Anime. Anime.